Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. By Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, a trip advisor's traveler's choice, award-winning tour experience showcasing Asheville's spectacular rooftop views along with handcrafted drinks, delicious food, and fascinating city history. Enjoy three rooftop bars with reserved seating and transportation included. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. And by RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from adventure seekers who are out exploring the world. And there are so many adventure seekers who love to travel the world and enjoy a few romances along the way. And what better place to experience romance than Italy? Amare. It's such a magical place to connect with someone special and make memories all along the way. Well, my guest today is a romantic writer and a restless spirit. Corina Kennedy is inspired by strong, creative women, and she uses this passion to fuel her travels all over the world. And it is so great to have you here today. Thank you for being on Speaking of Travel. Hi, thank you for having me. Ciao. Ciao. So I am really excited to find out more about how you came to to be such a restless spirit, shall we say. Is that something that you were born with, wanting to go all over the place and do all kinds of things? You know, I think I was always very adventurous in terms of climbing that tree that couldn't be climbed. And on the farm, my grandmother had a farm and um, doing all sorts of, um, you know, activities and sports and just very adventurous, trying new things, uh, even food. You know, my dad taught me to always try new things. And so I think I, I've always had that adventurous spirit. In terms of travel, I think I did a lot of my travel in books when reading as a child and then as a young adult. 
and you know you have these amazing adventures with like Bilbo Baggins and whoever else you're reading about and then you know when you get to a certain age you get to go out in the world and have and explore on your own and have your own adventures and that's um, kind of what made me um, choose this um, book series was it's sort of a choose your own adventure type series for adults. <laughs> I love that. So why did you decide to start traveling yourself? Was that something that you did when you transitioned into college? Give us a little backstory, Karina, of how that all kind of unfolded for you. Well, you know, I think I, I signed up for my first credit card when I was in college and they give you in order to get you to sign up these like enticing, really cheap tickets on an airline that whatever their partner is. And I think my first trip was like literally a hundred dollars trip to New York. And I went and stayed with a friend. I was in college and she was going to school at Columbia. So I stayed on her floor in her dorm, you know, and I just explored the city and, um, you know, that was probably my first adventure. And then after college, I, you know, I, I started taking more and more trips and, um, and adventured out of the country and the rest is history. <laughs> well, when did you start writing? What was, what was happening for you as far as, you know, you're traveling and you're having all these adventures and when did you really start thinking your, to yourself, wow, I'm going to, I'm going to write about these adventures. You know, I always kept travel journals and travel diaries. I think it's a great idea just to be able to look back on memories that you had two or three years ago, that trip, you know, that we took. Oh, remember that one? What was that place called? You know, that fantastic trattoria that we found, that restaurant. And just to have those notes to look back on and also remember stories that you might not remember. So I've always kind of done that. And this evolved into now what is a book series well let's talk about that book series because i am smack dab in the middle of reading your book a not so lonely planet give us a bit of an idea of how that book came to be and and how your series started to unfold well i you know i spent a great deal of time in italy I lived there and worked there for a while and I fell in love with the country. I fell in love in the country and just um, chose it as a setting for my first book because I think it's, it's accessible um, while still feeling adventurous, like going for, for some people going to like Ireland or an English speaking place is really fun, but I feel like you're not necessarily out of your element enough for it to feel very like you gotta have a little bit of nervousness <laughs> you know what I mean to have that adventure aspect and when you get to Italy it's accessible because there's enough familiarity you've seen these images of these beautiful places and you've you've heard the language before um, and you've tasted you know Italian food but in America right and here you are in this place you're surrounded by beautiful people art architecture, food, and there, and, and the Italians are actually very open and um, generous and gregarious and friendly and arm amorous. You know, they, you know, if you're, if you're single and you're traveling and you go to Italy, then you might not be single when you get done. <laughs> so it's just a really great place to start. And so that's why I chose it for my first book. I love it. I love Italy. I've been very fortunate to have been a couple of times and everything you just described is so right on. I can remember being in a, a little convenience store. I think we were in Florence. I was with my daughter who at the time was a 
uh, in college and we walked out and there was this scene that could have been in your book. It was like a, a man with his scooter and, and, and we walked by and he just took me in his arms and leaned over with this big Italian, big Hollywood kiss, like right there in the parking lot. It was just so wow. unbelievable. <laughs> and as I'm reading your book, it's, it's reminding me of all these really just fabulous adventures that we had while we were there. And I want to talk to you about the way the book is written, because there's at first it was like, this isn't your regular little chapter book. It's got each chapter seems to have a different theme and a different little story. How did that all unfold for you? Well, I kind of did a fun spin on the travel diary, mashing it up with a how-to book. I don't know if you remember the, the travel books, Lonely Planet. This is a spin on that, right? So this is a not so lonely planet. But the travel books, Lonely Planet kind of inspired this because they have a lot of like secret tips for travelers in different locations and stuff. So I took the travel diary, the travel journal aspect, and I mashed that up with the how to. And yet it's kind of a how not to <laughs> because our our protagonist is she's got grand schemes and great ideas but they don't they don't always work out the way she wants them to and so there's a there's a bit of um comedy even in the chapter list in the table of contents if you look at the beginning it's like how not to do this how not to you know seduce a man I think is number one so I think that it makes the formatting of the book makes it fun easy quick sort of a beach read you know and it and it just, um, it fits with the content very well. It is like a Lonely Planet type of tour guide book. But I love that for a romantic like myself to be able to think, oh, when I travel, this is going to be good to know how not to hitchhike, uh, <laughs> how not to love and leave, you know, things that are, are relevant when you're out there wanting to have some adventures. And Karina, you've had a lot of adventures traveling the world. And when we come back from the break, I want to talk to you more about where you've been, what you've been doing, and, and also get some tips from you for people who are getting ready to go out finally after all this pent-up time being cooped up. I think people are ready to get out there and start to travel. So again, I love your book. I think it's fabulous. Tell us your website so people can be checking it out. It's KarinaKennedyBooks.com. And that's with a K. Karina and Kennedy. KarinaKennedyBooks.com. Karina K. Books on Instagram. And actually, we're running a contest right now for a free book. So if you want a free book, check me out on Instagram and follow me and we'll enter you in the contest for free. Well, I'm here to say go enter the contest because this book is unbelievably fun and exciting and truly an adventure in in romance, Karina. I want to talk to you more about that too. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here today with Karina Kennedy, and we're talking Italy and travel and romance and fun. And be sure to check her out on Instagram and enter to win that book. We'll be right back. Buongiorno, this is Mark Smith, President of Private Italy Tours LTD. We are now accepting fully refundable deposits for our October 5 through 16 tour of Puglia, the heel of Italy's so-called boot, 
and nearby Basilicata. We keep safety first, away from crowds, and enjoy open-air explorations of towns like Alberobello, home of Puglia's famed Trulli houses, Lecce, the so-called Florence of the South, and Matera, Basilicata's famed town of cave houses. We will share private boat excursions with our guests along the coasts near Gallipoli and from the very tip of Italy at Santa Maria di Liuca. Fabulous wines and meals, private ensuite accommodations, and easy days are yours on this wonderful experiential journey. You will be based at just two locations during our tour, a gorgeous Pugliese winery and from a flawlessly restored 16th century Castello. We still have some rooms available on this unforgettable journey, and we are also offering all six of our 2022 tours, from Venice and Florence, Umbria and Lamarque, to Italy's poetically beautiful lake region, to Sicily and the Amalfi Coast. Italy is yours with Private Italy Tours LTD. Private-Italy.com It's summertime in Subieville, which means it's time for adventure here in western North Carolina. Or more aptly, time to get outdoors and outgoing down a road less traveled. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And off the beaten path, nothing says tough like the tried and true reliability of an all-wheel drive Subaru. There's a reason why 97% of Subarus sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today and ready for the next adventure. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Karina Kennedy, and she's a romantic writer. Karina, she's been... I just love reading this book and the the character Marina. She's just such a adventure seeker. She kind of reminds me of you in a way. Give me an idea of what this book is about and how Marina even came to be. So Marina uh, is she's a Floridian like myself, and there are shades of me in Marina, but she's also a lot more, let's say, bold and and funny and interesting and. Um, she gets into a lot more trouble than I do. (laughs) So she's like the fun version of me. Um, But the book is about her first trip abroad after she has graduated from college and she's got this buddy pass, which is like the Charlie Charlie's golden ticket for the chocolate factory for her because she can, it's an open-ended ticket to Europe and she can fly and it's a standby ticket, but for her, that's fine. Right. So she's going to go to Italy. She's going to go to Rome and then she's going to travel all over Italy and come home when she feels like it. And so she's there under the guise of researching this book that she's writing on Italian women of influence, which is actually um, one of the great things about the book, because there are real facts about real Italian women in history and still living today. Um, so it's kind of like some fun, you know, facts that you get to learn along with the, the fluff that you're <laughs> reading, all the fun adventures. So Marina's out there meeting friends and traveling around and um, having these romances. Of course, there's the one guy who's sort of the elusive, uh, he's half French, half Italian photographer. That is the one that she's sort of chasing most of the book. And, you know, you have to see if she catches up with him or not. (laughs) 
Well, that's what I've been loving about. I mean, it is a page turner, I have to say, because you want to find out like what's going to happen. And she has all these, like you said, some of them are little misadventures even, and they crack me up. She's just such a fun, (laughs) funny character who is out there. And I'm sure that when you travel the world, you meet people like Marina. I think that's one of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. You just, that's one of the things you have to be open to meeting new people, striking up conversations with strangers. And you know, some of my best friends I've met that way. Well, let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, we've had a long time now that people haven't been traveling and they've been dreaming about traveling again and getting back out there. And slowly people are getting back out again and they're starting to act out on those dreams that they've been having throughout this time. So let's talk a little bit about what you would say with your experience as people start to get out there again, what to pay attention to, what to think about as we kind of venture out again. Okay. I'll, you know what? I'll do this. I have a couple of beginner travel tips for beginners. And then I'm going to give you a couple of more advanced. I like to do it like the hiking, you know, beginner, advanced, and expert, right? <laughs> so there's a, my, my basic beginner travel tips are just don't overpack. Pack your suitcase and then open it back up and take out half because really you don't need it all, right? And you can get things. It's not like you're going to Antarctica, you know, maybe you are. And in that case, I'd love to go with you. <laughs> but for the most part, you can buy what you need. You can find things, even if you're, you know, oh, it's colder here than I thought. We'll find a thrift store and get, get a vintage, you know, Italian coat that you, you know, are going to take home. And that's going to be your treasured souvenir, you know? So then you're sustainably shopping and you've, you haven't overpacked. And my second tip is wear comfortable shoes. It's not something a lot of people think of, but when they go to Europe, they're sort of surprised. We don't walk a lot in this country unless we live in like New York or Chicago, right? And you got to be able to walk all over these cities in Italy and everywhere else in Europe. You know, they have great public transportation. So wear comfortable shoes, flip-flops, sandals, whatever, you know, tennis shoes, whatever, you know, you're comfortable in. Because I think you'll be surprised the adventures and the wonderful things that you could find just walking walking everywhere. Let's see. The last one (laughs) is kind of funny and it seems basic, but it it was actually something that uh, threw me for a loop. Make sure you're at the right train station. I was traveling with my aunt and and I traveled for quite a few years and we were early to catch our train. We were so proud of ourselves. This was in Spain and we're at the big, you know, main train station in Madrid and we were sitting there having a coffee and I kept looking for the train to pop up on the board, you know, and to see what track number and it never showed up. And I realized I asked someone with the, you know, I showed this woman who works there my ticket and she says, oh no, you're at the wrong train station. A lot of these big cities have more than one train station. Like we have some of our big cities have more than one airport, right? So make sure you're at the right train station. That's my, that's my last beginner uh, travel tip. Well, move us into the next stage. What do we do next? So I think the advanced travelers, people who have been around a little bit, are ready to kind of get off the beaten path. You know, they're, maybe they're not doing the set tours anymore, and they want to kind of explore an adventure on their own. So I would say, if you're staying in a city, go ask your re- your waiter at your restaurant, and hopefully it's like a young, hip waiter. <laughs> Pick your waiter carefully and say, where do the locals go to drink? Where are the cool local spots, the cool local bars? Because that's going to be 
a lot of fun and it's going to be something different than you would see um, in this in the tourist areas and and be prepared for an answer that takes you out of the center of the city because a lot of these cities like Rome and Paris the locals that, that are like that waiter he's not living where you're staying he's living in the outskirts of the city in the suburbs and there's going to be cool spots you know that the locals go to that might be a little harder to get to but they'll, they'll be worth it and my second tip is is sort of the same thing go to a coffee shop strike up a conversation with the barista and say hey you know what what's a cool thing to see that not a lot of tourists know about I bet you're going to get some answers uh, that will lead you down little paths of exploration and really pay off. That's that's what I like to do. I love that. And it almost makes so much sense when you think about the not so lonely planet. You're out meeting people. It's not so lonely. It's like you're really out there and, and doing things. How has all this travel for you knowing these travel tips how is this inspiring you now as you're moving forward and what's up on the horizon for you in the future well you know post-covid i'd really love to go back to italy it's been too long it's been a few years since i've been in italy and i have friends there that i miss and i gotta get my fix you know i gotta get my italian fix after that i'd really love to get to asia i've never been to asia and my first destination would be vietnam i have a friend who's there now and she went right before COVID, and she's been there the whole time and she went to see family and explore her roots that's where her family is from and she's been sending these amazing pictures and telling me these stories and going surfing and i'm just like okay i have to go there so that's probably next on my list of places that i've never been the next in the book series for Not So Lonely Planet is going to be uh, Australia, New Zealand. Marina's going to take a trip down under. And I chose that as my second, uh, and I kind of, I'm grouping them together. I know they're separate countries. The Aussies and the Kiwis are like, we're separate, you know, <laughs> we're, just, we're not the same country. But you don't want to go down, if you're going to go that far, don't go down there and only see one country, you know, try to get to both of them. And so that's what Marina's going to do. And that's her next adventure. I love Marina. She's just so adventuresome and is such a good influence for those of us who are looking at, wow, how can we do this? How can we have adventures? And well, I'm so excited to have this conversation and be able to kind of dive a little bit deeper into where this character came from, get some really solid travel tips. I really believe that people are going to be going out and traveling a lot more now when the opportunities come up. So tell us again how we can get more information and about that Instagram page that we can follow and, and enter to win a new uh, one of your books. Yeah, so the book is available on Amazon, Books A Million, pretty much everywhere. Um, you can get hard copy, you can get an e-copy for Kindle. You can also visit my website, karinakennedybooks.com. If you've already read the book and you're waiting for the next one, it's going to be a while. You can actually find more of Marina's adventures on my blog. It's actually called Wanderlust. These adventures predate the book. These are a, a road trips in the U.S. that she had when she was in college with her college friends. So there's free content if you want to um, explore some of the road trips that Marina is taking here in the U.S. on my Wanderlust blog. That's also on the website. KarinaKennedyBooks.com. And if you haven't had a uh, chance to read the book yet and you want to enter the contest for a free autographed book, 
You can find me on Instagram, Karina K Books. We're running a contest right now and you can enter to win an autographed free copy of the book. Well, I encourage everybody to go do that right now because I'm telling you, I am loving this book and I can't wait to uh, to finish it because I think I might just start again. There's so many things here that are so funny. I want to go back and just kind of experience them again. Well, Karina, thank you so much for taking time and being on Speaking of Travel today. And we're just going to we're going to circle back around sometime because I'd love to catch up with you as the year goes on and find out what Marina's up to and and look forward to hearing your adventures. You've got some great travel adventures and it's just been really a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing the podcast because it's great to have, you know, a resource and to listen to other people's stories and to talk about places and ways to travel. So thank you for doing that for us. It's a big world out there. And yet when you get right down to it, it really is a small world. We all seem to be connected. So thank you again for being on Speaking of Travel. And I want to let you know that if you're going to go exploring someplace new or you just want to discover more about your own town, why not take a personal guided tour with a passionate tour guide? Well, I have some good news. I happen to know one, and he lives right here in Asheville, and he's going to fill us in on what it's like to live here with all the history and the culture and the lifestyle of this special place. So stay tuned. Spring is in the air here in Asheville, North Carolina, and we're so excited because now is the time to join Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours on their exciting three-hour rooftop experience. You will enjoy city history, handcrafted drinks and food, breathtaking views, reserved seating, and a local guide leading the way, and they take care of the driving too. Enjoy the VIP treatment on this TripAdvisor award-winning tour. Tours seven days a week. For more information, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. Now that we're beginning to get out and travel again, there's a good chance you're going to find yourself in a new city or town, and you're just going to want to get out and roam around and get to know the area where you're, where you're staying. Well, I really love taking a tour when I get to a new place, and I've taken a few right here in town to get to know my own hometown better. A guided tour offers genuine value because more often than not, what I learn from a guide totally takes it up a notch on what I can learn when left to my own devices. Going on guided tours when you're visiting a new city is an option for every traveler. It's not the only way to discover a city, but a great way to really get to know a destination. Sometimes it's just nice to turn your phone off and see what you might find with the help of someone who is, in all likelihood, knowing what path to take you down. My guest today is George Luther with Walk With Me Tours, a five-star touring company here in Asheville, North Carolina. 
And George, thank you so much for being here today on Speaking of Travel and helping us uncover the stories that make Asheville so great. I'm very happy to be on your show today. Thank you for asking me. So, George, give us a little bit of an idea. I've lived in Asheville for a very long time, and people are coming here every day from all over the world. Give us a little backstory of how you became a tour guide right here in Asheville. That's a great, great question. I started as a, in Columbus, Ohio. I was a, a tra- trial attorney for 32 years. And at some point I decided, well, I didn't want to do that the rest of my life. I became an outward bound instructor. And then I became a, uh, a tour guide for the National Park Service all over the country doing guided hikes in the most visited national parks in the country. And I traveled for 11 months and uh, decided Asheville is a place that I need to put down roots and live. Asheville has so much to offer here. I mean, the rich history of this downtown city just blows me away. And as I take locals on tours here, they're in awe. They said, I've lived here 20 years and I've never known that about Asheville. And it's just a fabulous place to live. I like the history and the culture of the area. And then Western North Carolina has so much to offer tourists from around the world. We're surrounded by two and a half million acres of federally and state protected land with thousands of miles hundreds and hundreds of waterfalls to choose from. We, it's just an outdoor mecca for everybody. And there's, there's something in here for everyone. Well, it sounds like you're quite an outdoor kind of guy, George, having all that I, experience. I, I am. You know, when I was a lawyer, the idea of walking in the woods was just not within my comprehension. Now the idea of walk, working in an office is just no, not to be considered. I love to be immersed into the outside, exploring new trails, meeting the, the fine people who come to Asheville. They're just wonderful people. And they're just soaking up everything you say. And it's, it's so fun to share my passion with tourists who come to Asheville, not only on our city tours, but waterfalls. I mean, Western North Carolina offers some of the largest waterfalls in North Carolina. I mean, just beautiful waterfalls. And then a drive along the Blue Ridge Park. It's a must-see while you're here in the area. That's a national scenic drive, and many have described it as the most beautiful drive in America. So I encourage people traveling to Asheville, take, uh, take several hours, drive along the Blue Ridge Parkway, go up to Mount Mitchell, the tallest mountain east of the Mississippi. From the top of the mountain on clear days, you'll have views of over 70 or 80 miles. And that's, that's not too many people get to experience that. And so we're, we're so lucky to live in, in Asheville and to have that opportunity to enjoy these fabulous places, enjoy it with wonderful people who come here. And it just, it thrills me after I've taken a tour of the, the joy that people get out of seeing Western North Carolina. We're surrounded by beauty here. And I just, um, I just can't say enough about how much I love Asheville. My wife and I both, do tours here, and uh, we, we're just very passionate about living here. Never never want to leave Asheville. I still go back to Ohio to visit my uh, grandchildren, but I like for them to come down here and say, Dad, I see why you want to live down here because there's so much to do. I mean, whitewater rafting, rock climbing, backpack, day hiking, you know, fly fishing, just anything you want to do. It's just wonderful. 
So George, I have to I have to say, you know, I mentioned in the intro here that when I travel, I one of the very first things I do is to get on a tour of that town so that I can really discover what the the place is about and get to know it and then be able to go back to places that are of special interest. And I can tell you it's having the most passionate tour guide that turns me on the most. Oh, yes. It sounds like you love it here and must be so much fun to, to be on a tour with. Well, thank you very much. I, I do love touring. And uh, that is one thing that many people say to me. They say, you know, I've, I've toured all over the world. And one of the first things I do is take a city tour of where I am. It gives so much more meaning to the city and a better appreciation for what this city offers. This city is really, really special. I mean, we're the, the craft brewery capital of America because of George Vanderbilt's uh, presence here. He brought some of the best artisans from all over the world, and they stayed after they completed the Fillmore House, like uh, Rafael Guastavino. He designed the uh, Basilica here, which has the largest freestanding dome ceiling in America. It's 80 feet long by 52 feet wide without a supporting pillar. It, it just amazes me. And like I say, uh, Asheville has the second largest display of Art Deco in America. Many of those uh, were preserved here through uh, various events that have happened here in Asheville. And the history here is, and the people, the one thing that tourists tell me, I can't believe how friendly people are in Asheville. And they all seem to love what they're doing. I mean, everybody downtown, it's just, they understand that uh, it's important to be friendly. But I mean, you walk down the street, even when you're not doing a tour, everybody's saying, hello, how are you doing? You know, and it, it's so nice to live in a city like that and to feel safe in a city like this, where there are so many people uh, during the tourist season. And I feel safe walking around at any time downtown Asheville. Well, I know that I would love to get on one of your tours and I'm planning on doing that sometime because, you know, the other thing that I've noticed is that when there are guided tours of, of downtown, of Asheville, and the guide is so passionate, <laughs> it also means that you've done your homework and oh, that yes. you really know the history. Yes. And both my wife and I love studying history. And as we gain new information, we share it with each other so we can incorporate that into the tours that we offer. We, we have great pride in how accurate the information we provide, as well as making it a fun tour, throwing in a stop at the uh, French Broad Chocolate Factory, you know, stopping at a brewery if they want to do that. All of our tours are, uh, are pretty much designed by the tours. We ask them what they'd like to do, and then we make that happen for them. So they get the most out of their experience while they're here. And how can people get more information, George, so that we can get on your website and find out more and, and get hooked up? Yes, my, my website is just simply Walk With Me Tours Asheville, and that will bring up the website. It'll also give you the variety of tours that we do and many photographs. You can go through these photographs and say, I want to go to that place where I've taken other guests and see the just fabulous and beautiful scenery surrounds us here every day. Is that walkwithmetours.com? 
Yes, walkwithmetours.com. That's correct. Well, George, thank you so much for being on Speaking of Travel, and thank you so much for being a partner with RomanticAsheville.com because, you know, it's really our regional tourism partners that work collaboratively and leverage each other so that we have this wonderful opportunity to showcase our beautiful area. That's another thing I like about Asheville. Between even tour companies, there's not a competition. It's working in cooperation and collaboration with each other so we can provide the best to our to our guests to the city. Well, we love it here, and we're so glad that you're here, too. And thank you, and I'll look forward to meeting you in person so that we can go on a tour Great. together. I'm looking forward to it, Marilyn. Thank you. Well, if you're like me, getting away and, and traveling a little bit right now is uh, getting to be kind of a top-of-mind awareness thing because... Like George was saying, it's so much fun to go to a new city or a new town and find out all about it. And there is good news. Coming up next is Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport, and she's going to fill us in on the addition of some very new nonstop flights from Asheville to mountains and beaches and vacation destinations right out of the Asheville Regional Airport, the latest sign that demand for leisure travel is picking up. So find out where you can easily travel these days. Stay tuned. Summertime is the perfect time to get out and explore North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com Travel Guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures, Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. Are you ready to explore this summer? There's some good news if you're looking to get on a plane and travel nonstop to your destination or jump off to a vacation destination like a national or state park, offering you a lot more outdoor recreation. Airlines are trying some new things as travelers have been itching to get out. After being cooped up, more and more people are definitely looking forward to getting out again. And so the airlines are offering up some new and sometimes unconventional domestic routes as they try to capitalize on the huge pent-up demand for leisure travel. For many airports, including the Asheville Regional Airport, travelers will be able to choose from many new nonstop flights, the most the airport has ever had. There's a lot of good news on the horizon for the return of flights and growth and Joining me is Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport, to fill us in on the many nonstop options on the schedule. And Tina, I am quite excited. It seems like every day there's a new announcement. 
you know, we're getting a little bit spoiled. It's it's fun when you get that call from the airline saying, guess what? We've got a new route coming. And we just had that experience recently again, and it was very exciting. Well, tell us about it. I know that there have been a couple of things that have come up that have been like a wow factor in these new flights. Absolutely. So the most recent announcement, and we had two announcements on the same day, and they centered around Minneapolis, St. Paul. So Allegiant, who a lot of people know, they have a very large presence in Western North Carolina. They added nonstop to Minneapolis starting in October. And this is their 16th nonstop destination on our route map. So they really serve a lot of different places. So we've got Minneapolis and that same day, a new airline to Asheville announced that they are also coming in October. And that is Sun Country Airlines, also nonstop to Minneapolis, St. Paul. And so it's just very exciting. And a, a lot of people may not remember this or realize this, but many years ago, we did have nonstop to Minneapolis. It was when it was a a hub for Delta up there. And, you know, we had that service and we haven't had it for a long time, but we still get requests for Minneapolis. So we're excited to say there are now two options to that uh, area. That is really exciting. And, you know, Allegiant, you had such a solid base there for a long time, like you were talking about Delta and and now Legion is, they're pretty solid here at the Asheville Regional Airport. They've got a lot of nonstop flights happening. They do. And their model is point to point. They're not connecting people. So they're very different than our legacy carriers who are also extremely important to the amazing connectivity that happens in Asheville. So we do have American Airlines and they have quite a number of nonstop destinations. And most of those are connecting hubs. So you can go anywhere you want on American. And then we also have Delta with strong daily service and then United as well. So Asheville Regional Airport is not the airport it was 10 years ago. We are, we are very busy. Very busy. And it's great that you've got these visions and plans in place for the future, for future growth and expansion and everything that's happening. And I, and I do want to remind people that, you know, having these new airlines coming in and having these new nonstop flights is critically important for all of us who live here who want to get out. But when you think about the bigger picture with the economy of the region and all the people who are coming to visit, let's talk about that a little bit, Tina, because really when you get right down to it, the impact of all of this on our local and regional economy is huge. It is huge. And, you know, we're we're seeing about right now, anywhere between 3,000 and 4,000 people boarding planes every day at the airport. But what that means is we're also seeing three to 4,000 people coming to our area every day from all over. And the easier the connection is to Asheville, the more and more people will continue to come here from farther away, you know, because air 
airlift absolutely casts a wider net. So, you know, more and more people are coming to our area and we see that. We see many visitors coming here through through our airport just to visit this area for the natural beauty, for the outdoor recreation, for the food, the music, the just all the wonderful things that Asheville has to offer and also to visit friends and family. There, there are a lot of second homeowners who go back and forth. And then there's also business travel. So it's really robust. It's exciting to see this airport just as busy as can be again. And, you know, we are actively working on planning a new terminal uh, because we need it. And so that that's the next big thing coming. There's so many things. So, Tina, for people who want to get more information, tell us about uh, your website, your social media hubs. How can we get all of this information? Really, your website, in a lot of ways, is like a one-stop shop. You've got so much going on there. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. We, we try to provide all the information that our travelers need, but we also provide ways for people to connect with us. So even if you're not traveling soon, you can sign up for our e-newsletter. You can connect with us on social media. You can drop us a question with a contact us um, section on our website. And we've got lots of frequently asked questions um, and other information there. And it's at flyavl.com. And then you're also, you've got Facebook, you've got some other ways that people can see what's going on. I love when I get your posts from your Facebook. So people can just look up Fly AVL or Asheville Regional Airport. Yes, you can look us up at Fly AVL, at Fly AVL now, uh, depending on the social media outlet. And Tina, tell us again, when we're coming to the airport, I know that you've expanded your parking Tell us a little bit about that, because I know people are going to want to know where they can park. Absolutely. So when we get so busy, our parking lots are also very busy and can become full at times. So we have opened a new lot that we constructed during the the last year directly across the street from the airport's main entrance. And it's a remote shuttle lot. It's There are signs there to show you how to get in. And you just pull a ticket like you would other lots. And it's a credit card only lot. So when you leave, you pay with a credit card. But the great thing about that lot is it added about 300 additional parking spaces that passengers can choose to use. And we do have a shuttle that runs continuously to and from that lot directly to the front curb of the airport. So it's a great option for people who may need assistance getting to the front curb and they won't have to walk quite as far. But we also are running the shuttle to our lower surface lots that are right in front of the terminal as well. Tina, there's just been so much growth and, you know, we're just back into this kind of happy place where we can go to the airport, find good parking, get to our gate, get on a plane and go somewhere. It's very exciting. Yes, it is. I know you've done it recently. I just got back from a big trip recently, flew out of Asheville. It was amazing. So convenient. And I'm ready to do it again. Well, I am too. So let's just keep talking about it because the more we talk about it and the more we can encourage people, 
the happier we're all going to be, right? That's right. All right. Well, thanks, Tina, for being here today on Speaking of Travel. And we are traveling again. Okay, some more than others. But the truth is, travel is so much more than boarding a plane or visiting another country. We talk a lot about the journey and how it's more important than the destination. But these days, we are really reminded about that. Over the past year and a half, many of us have stayed connected with our travel selves by dreaming about future travel. We've let our minds go crazy with bucket list plans and putting together lists of where we're going to go first. And many of us now are out there while others are just beginning to put their plans into action. Our travel dreams are really bigger than ever. And researchers have done a lot of studies over this time and proven that looking ahead to your next adventure is good for your mental health. Planning can be just as enjoyable as actually taking the trip itself. So get to planning your next journey now. In fact, go ahead and book it. Travel brings us together and is a refreshing reboot to our soul. And I don't know about you, but after the year and a half we've just had, I'd say traveling just might be what the doctor ordered. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 